Yo, it's Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamblin! Oh, it's a yes. party going on in here. It's like an early morning wake-up party. Yeah, but it's still in the morning, so you're allowed to fart. <laughs> <laughs> I worked out this morning, and I was like, oh, I could not do this at night. Only in the morning do I have superpowers. I now have... I feel like I'm allowed to fart now because my kid thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Every time I fart, he goes, toots. I'm like, yeah, you better believe it. The shit train is coming. That's right. That's right. Now, <laughs> now, drink, now drink this beer and burp and like it. Yes. Well, we got a couple different things to talk about. We have a, mis- a mystery picture that I need to explain to Chad. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I have, and I well, obviously we need to talk about Star Wars origins. Clearly, and then I think what you went to like a Nickelodeon thing or something. I did. I went. I went to uh, to a Nickelodeon press event, which was which was a, its own story. And and but you know, at first, Eric, first late late night uh, on the internet when you can't go to sleep, sometimes you wander into sites that uh, you know um, you wouldn't uh, normally go during the day. Naked sights. Yeah, but no. But this time, I was, it was it was like ten thirty last night, and I was like, I don't know why, but I wound up watching uh, Faces of Death on YouTube. Oh my god, that's still on YouTube. Yeah, it's oh. it's it's not banned from YouTube. I guess because there are no naked people in it, uh, and it got me to thinking. And I was kind of like nonplussed. Uh, Faces of Death is this old documentary series where. Um, where this it's basically this guy talking about like all these deaths could have been avoided if people weren't so stupid and they show you like footage of like uh like armies killing people and you know like people caught in avalanches and stuff and i was just kind of like nonplussed about the whole thing like eh seen it done it well, i've seen people get hit by trains on there and and then you sometimes they've shown like close up shots of like their eyeballs outside of their faces <laughs> i mean yeah, but, gruesome. yeah, I mean, that was gruesome, like, before the internet, and it got me to thinking, the internet has totally ruined me to, like, brutality, and, like, faces of death, I could just sit there and be like, ho-hum, I've seen better on, like, you know, like, an image-sharing site. <laughs> but, like, you know, as if we were rating it. Um, so, it got me to thinking, alright, what were the top five things that the internet has totally ruined by going way beyond what we ever had when we were growing up? So... If you can think of any, feel free to chime mm. in. Okay. So I was thinking, you know, this is like the internet is see, like I see one more brutal stuff all the time. All this documentary series is like passe. So, um, of course, there's music parodies. Like Weird Al, Weird Al can't uh, sell an album anymore because everybody parodies uh, pop music like the day after it comes out. Well, he actually still does sell albums. Mm-hmm. I mean. That white and nerdy one was his highest charting one ever a couple of years ago. I guess but, I was, I guess I was generalizing, but you know he came out himself and said like everybody's just on the internet the next day. Well, yeah, everything. but that's the thing. Like he comes on an album every like three years and stuff. And yeah, you're right. There's a parody of a Kesha song tomorrow, and then he'll come out with one two years later. It definitely hurts his uh, his work. And and they're great parodies too. Like mm-hmm. really really awesome stuff. Really professionally done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also being clever, being clever is so like yesterday. Now everybody's clever on the internet. I feel like there's this, there's going to be this whole anti-clever movement happening soon, because everybody's freaking clever. It's like, all right, post on your Facebook. You're trying to be clever. All right, post on like 
your internet message board, trying to be clever. Everybody's just like clever, 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 or cynical, 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 like trying to be funny. Everybody's trying mm. to be funny all the time. See, I, I do neither of those. Oh, well, good I for just, you. I just hit you with straight truth. <laughs> Is it usually funny? Yes, because it's my life. <laughs> but I, I really don't sit around trying to think of funny or ranting things to do anymore because Ooh. I'm better than all of you. You're just too busy. <laughs> no, I'm just too <laughs> awesome. And I also don't take pictures of food and post them. Oh, thank goodness. So, that's kind of been ruined. I, I feel the internet has kind of killed it. Like, even okay. even the, the great comedian Steve Martin came out and said that, like, uh, people on his Twitter account are funnier than him constantly. And that, like, that's kind of the evolving sense of comedy is everybody, like, crowdsourcing jokes. Well, part of the reason everyone's funny to them is because he's old and <laughs> old people aren't funny. Steve yeah, Martin, true. you peaked 30 years ago. Well, at least know. he's, I mean, he's no Chevy Chase. Let's at least say that. Well, Chevy Chase had a couple funny moments on Community just yeah. last year before he quit. Right. So. All right. So. Another thing that the internet has kind of ruined, home movies. All right, with cell phones, people are taking home movies all the time and posting them uh, like for everybody all the time. Like the specialness, the uh, uniqueness, the uh, nobody's ever going to see this is is gone forever. And now it's like, well, if you have a camera out, it's like, well, this is obviously going on YouTube right now. Now, how would you explain it again? How does that ruined home movies? I'm confused. Well, it's like... When I was a kid growing up, you know, um, getting a camera to take home movies was like a special event. It was like a huge deal. Cameras were expensive. Uh-huh. You know, now it's like, all right, everybody has to have a cell phone and the camera's already in there. Mm-hmm. And you can just upload videos instantaneously to YouTube or like a social networking site. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's like, it's so great. Like, it's mm. it that it's been totally ruined. Like that's one th- interesting thing about like cameras and technology is like s- everything is captured somehow. Like when the Boston Marathon bombings happen and stuff, they actually oh, yeah. have footage of it. And when something isn't captured, that's when people doubt that it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's like a shooting or something, and people are like, oh, I don't see the video, so eh. exactly so, that yeah, whole weird that that whole phrase "picks or it didn't happen," right? You know. Well, I think that one thing the internet is has uh, ruined, in a good way, is bad sex. (laughs) (laughs) Because bad, you know, people, you know, you kind of figure out how you do it as you go or something like that, but now Mm -hmm. the internet's just flooded with pornos and stuff, so you can watch and get some fantastic ideas. (laughs) (laughs) So you just get your swag on, watching some of those, and then you bring those ideas back home that's true that's true it's like a free it's like a free online training course for yeah doing man it. it's yeah it's a wikipedia for banging <laughs> like, yeah like bangopedia yes so uh you know so that's a good thing oh, that's thank a good you thing. thank you internet <laughs> <laughs> all right and i was i will say finally the internet has ruined by making it way easier and way more accessible the internet is kind of ruined fitting in in real life like i don't have to go and like uh, like be nice to people in real life. I don't have to like fit in and like find friends. I get all the friends I need online who are totally tuned in to like all my special like jokes and references, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I'm I'm in my like my online clique who thinks I'm awesome. Ah, that's true. Whereas if they met you in real life, they would totally disagree. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the and the only place that this is totally um oh no, I say and and to, to prove this, all you have to do is walk into any video game or anime con or whatever you are into con has a con. And right. all of your and all of your online friends can go there too and be like, Wow, this is like what it used to be in real life when you had like friends based on like merit and wittiness and being a nice person. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of just being like into something. Yes, but now it's the internet. And the dicks shall inherit the <laughs> earth. Yes. Exactly. So those those are the things I was just thinking this morning. The internet has kind of ruined some things by by being way better than they used to be. God bless you, internet. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Cause I'm proud to get on the internet. Well, at least I know I'm cool. <laughs> That's right. In your own little circle. And I won't forget how much it sucked when we didn't have internet in school. God, I remember those days being bored. Yeah, how about that? The internet's kind of ruined being bored because now kids are like, I'm bored. And you're like, what? There's this whole internet out there. This is like yeah. millions of pages of content. Like, you can't read everything that's on the internet like in a million lifetimes. I'll tell you, the thing I read on the internet last couple days was that whole Star Wars announcement <laughs> that in... You know how they're doing the new trilogy, but every other year, and then in the off years, they're doing other Star Wars movies? That's right, that's right. They, so they, they announced that they're going to do some origin stories. Yes, origin stories, Star Wars origins. So, here is, uh, I figured let's just go kind of, you know, you figure if it's an origin, it's probably about a character mm-hmm. that we that we know and we love. So I just wanted to run down some characters and say how good it's going to be or how shitty it's going to be all right well let's let's open the floodgates all right first off let's start with yoda because i remember that was that's talked about like yoda origin story Uh uh-huh that that would just be the worst movie of all time ever ever Ever. let's face it yoda first of all yoda he has an interesting speech pattern Mm -hmm. if you had to hear it for an entire movie you would kill yourself I think. Oh, well, I think we did. It was. It was called uh, episode two. Yeah. Attack when Yo- of the Clones. When Yoda talks too much in his broken English, you just want to just rip the hair out of your head. It's not fun to listen to. So if they did a Yoda origin story, it would be ridiculously awful. Plus, I like the fact that he is a Jedi Master and he's old and he has all this wisdom. I don't want to see him young. Well, I don't want to see him. <laughs> You know, like I like I don't want to see him as Kermit on the Muppet Show, failing at comedy, and then like later retiring to like the swamp to uh, to take on like Jedi powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm, homies, up what it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something. It's like don't want to see fucking Yoda origin story. No, Can't. it's terrible. It's Can't awful. Do. Awful. All right, second, let me just give you some of the ones that would be shitty, and then I'll actually give you good ones. All right, good. Okay, Han Solo. Nope. 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 And you know that's going to be the one. Oh, that's, know. that's the one that they, they're like, I feel like they, they came out and said, guys, we are doing Han Solo. And everybody's uh, like, bleh. That would be terrible. First of all, and, and here's why. Here's why. Because I love Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Han Solo is the man. Yeah. But because he's the man and because I love him, an origin story would suck so hard. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. He's established a character. It was amazing. If you do an origin story, you've got to get a young Han Solo. No one, no one they could get would possibly be able to fill those shoes. Yeah, exactly. And like, and you know they're going to make some reference to shooting first and being clever. I mean, all if you get a young Han Solo, all they're doing is just basically doing a parody of Harrison Ford's acting, which would be terrible. 
I mean, I think the closest we saw to somebody playing like an established actor was that movie Looper, where they're like, okay, we'll get Bruce Willis, and then somebody to play young Bruce Willis will have them in the same movie. And then well, it'll be like one shot where you're like, oh, they look pretty similar. Now, I am about to contradict myself because Ewan McGregor did a good young Obi-Wan. That's true, but we only see Obi-Wan wasn't really in the movies like that much. Exactly. He was just popped in here and there, and we're like, oh, he's the old man with the beard. Exactly. So there's room for interpretation. But Han Solo, we know him inside and out, and or we don't need an origin story. I mean, if you want, read the book. You know, he joined the academy. He was like a stormtrooper officer for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We definitely do not need to see someone butchering Han Solo's legacy. But of course, we're going to. Well, of course, because he's a popular character, and he's like a character that we expect to have like action out of. Yeah. So but I mean, I, I don't need to see him like kung fuing somebody with like. You know, like crazy skills they wouldn't have in the movie. It's kind of like 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 um, Halo Four or no, excuse me, Halo Reach, where they're like, okay, guys, here's a prequel to the yeah. Halo series, but we're gonna put in all this fantastical weapons and add-ons and jetpacks and and like mm. new aliens and all this cool crap that you're gonna wonder, like, why the hell wasn't that in the rest of the series? Is it Christmas morning at your house right now? It, it sounds is. like someone is opening presents. <laughs> All I hear is someone fucking opening presents in the background. Well, you just think about it. You just think oh, about Christmas. Jeez. <laughs> no, this this is what happens, Eric, when you um see I, I know you like you you record at a different place than your house, but I'm relegated to the living room where um right before we recorded <laughs> is when our son our son woke up and was like, Hooray! Hooray for life, <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, you slept in that late, huh? Well, it's like he always gets up at 6.30 in oh, okay. the morning, and that's like my time with him. And then, But then he went back to sleep for a while. That works. Yeah. Yeah, so Han Solo definitely know. And Obi-Wan, uh, don't need it. Because I feel like his origin story was basically the prequels. Ewan yeah. McGregor did a good job. I don't need to see younger than that Obi-Wan. He's, oh, who cares? He works as a wise old man. He worked as we saw him transition into a wise old man in the prequels. That's it. No more Obi-Wan. Now, let me tell you the ones that would actually be really good. Okay. And, of course, I think that this one would have a chance of actually happening. Obviously, Boba Fett. Right, because, you know, we don't know anything about him. He was only... Uh, he didn't have, a like, a, more than a few lines in the series. And even though they tried to screw up his origin story in the prequels, we could just forget that ever happened. Yes, that's the first thing that's going to happen. We're going to forget all about that. And we're just going to see him as a bounty hunter. You know, in the original trilogy, we saw him as a bounty hunter, but now we're going to find out how he rose to become the best bounty hunter. And I know that they'll probably have an issue with, you know, Boba, Hatt, Boba Fett is technically a villain, and it's going to be tough crafting an entire movie about a villain. So what we do is he is a villain, but we're going to show him going after eviler people than him. So it's like mm-hmm. his bounties are going to be really evil people, and we're going to have the whole, and we read about this in one of those uh, Star Wars books, we're going to have the whole uh, Bounty Hunters Guild War. Mm-hmm. So all the other Bounty Hunters are trying to form a guild. Boba Fett's like, fuck your club. And then they're all like basically going after him. So he's going to be hunting down someone evil for his bounty. Therefore, you can kind of associate him as a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other Bounty Hunters are trying to kill him and trying to wreck his bounty at the same time. And he's just a badass. I think this would be a fantastic origin story. See... I uh, I agree with you, but I really feel in, like instead of going after like bad people, I really feel like they should flip the script and make like an excellent kind of like anti-hero movie where Boba Fett's just like he's not out to like save the day or get the girl or anything. He's like Django, like the original Django, 
uh, mm. where he's just out to get some money and he's gonna like do whatever it takes to get that. Yeah, and, and you can like him that way. Yeah, I'm just saying like if the bounty is for him to go get a rich family and their kids mm-hmm. and put them in his slave one ship, that obviously would make him look <laughs> bad. So we can't show him uh, bountying um, pitiful, helpless, innocent people. Mm-hmm. Right, we have but to show him bountying, you know, actual bad guys. Or something. Right, but at the same time, they can't be like he he can't be like every video game like Paragon hero where he's like, well, I could save the day on the side and like you know help these people on the side oh, no, yeah, and yeah, be yeah, a we, nice nice guy with like yeah. a like a hooker with a heart of gold or something. We, we don't want to see that shit. Maybe one throwaway joke. One throwaway joke where he does one slightly nice thing. That's it. That's all you're allowed. I don't know. What one nice thing? Like he takes uh kind of like Batman Begins. Maybe he takes a small fold out blaster and tosses it to a kid <laughs> who's having trouble with other uh, uh you know other people. So he basically gives the kid a gun. <laughs> See, well, do, well what, why don't we? Why don't we have the kid like come along? Like not. Like, oh, not, fuck you! No, 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 not, not as like Anakin Skywalker in the first one. Like, and all right, throw out what I just said. I was just thinking, oh, he doesn't need to be funny. He just needs like a funny character in the movie. Oh, you, know? you just need like the kind oh, of like. Oh, what you just need like some kind of midgety oh. sidekick to his Judge oh. Dread steeliness. Are you fucking Lucas's girlfriend? Now? <laughs> oh. Don't no, no, this is a solo mission and no monologuing either. Right. I don't want Boba Fett to really talk at all. Mm. Just only talk when, you know, people are begging him for his life or something like that. So I don't want to hear like the movie open up and he's kinda like Space that bitch. <laughs> I work a job. I don't get paid to be competitive. You know, I don't want to hear yeah. a monologue. I want him to be him pretty quiet because I they, the less he talks, the cooler he is. Cool. So that'll be cool. Now, another one, Lando. Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Don't know that much about him, but we do know he's a scoundrel. Let's fucking do a Lando movie. He wasn't in it enough, like Han Solo, to make us be like, this is the character he is. Let's do a young Lando, man. I would love to watch a young Lando, you know, consorting with scummy guys, but pulling off some, like, by the skin of his teeth adventures and stuff. Yeah, hell, you can even show how he comes across the Millennium Falcon, because it was technically his first before Han. You I know, think definitely I, room for like a cool Lando movie. It's it's totally. Oh, well, I, I want to say like the internet once again has totally ruined this idea by already doing it. Well, yeah, we did see that. That was in a. That was an amazing Lando short. Yeah, it was. It's. Uh, I think it's called uh, Black Star Warrior. Yeah, something, but I mean, yeah. So I mean, just take that and turn it into a full movie. I think it'd be cool, and uh, I think Lando is a character that could definitely be fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you could break all the rules with him. So. Let's do it, Lando. Let's do it. But you know what? I would, uh, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this on YouTube right now. Black Star Warrior. I, all I want to see is this trailer done into a full movie, like black exploitation style. Hey, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. But I just think Lando would be an interesting character to do an origin story for. I mean, I want to see like, like the Black Dynamite like <laughs> style movie with Lando. That'd be awesome. Make it a, make it an action comedy. Yeah. Now, here's my final one. I saved the best one for last. Mm-hmm. This would be the best origin story you could have. Okay. We're just going to call it X-Wing Academy. Mm. Here's what we do. We do an origin story about people you know, trying to, trying to become pilots, and then they all become good friends, and then half of them join the rebellion and fly X-Wings, and the other half 
stay with the Imperial Armory and fly TIE Fighters, oh. setting it up for that huge battle for the first Death Star. So you've got origin stories about little ones about all of them. So you've got Wedge Antilles, obviously, he's the fucking man. Porkins. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's friend Biggs. Mm-hmm. You got maybe those three are the ones that go, you know, obviously they join the Rebels. And then you've got two or three other guys who we can just make up that uh, are also their buddies that become Imperials. And I think this would be a great origin story because it's all about space battles, which the last three Star Wars movies hasn't really had space battles. Uh, none of them have to carry the whole movie. They're all like an ensemble piece. And lots of dog fights. They go on a couple missions all together. You know, you, you can create some kind of menace in the corner of the galaxy that they all have to go and shoot down in there. You know, like people love when these movies are done right. People love those, like a battalion, a battalion movie. You could even land them on the ground if one gets shot down and they get orders to leave and they're like, no, and they all go back with their buddy and, uh, you know, land on the Wookiee planet and fucking murder Wookiees. I love it. And then, uh, like I said, at the end, you could even lead it up right into the Death Star battle where Porkins and Wedge and, uh, and Biggs are on one side and the other guys are on the other side. You could even say that they're like the uh, the two... The two, uh, the two pilot bombers that accompany uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It was like, ah, give them a backstory. Why not? They didn't have any lines. Yeah, and so I mean, they're they're in the trench, like shooting down, you know, watching their buddies get shot down and stuff. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool. You can and you can uh, you can show some of the other dog fights that happened during the Death Star battle that you didn't necessarily see. And then at the very end, Wedge is the only one that flies away, and then you see like a solitary tear go down his cheek. And then maybe at the end, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he erects some kind of uh, gravestone on Yavin 4 with all of their names, not just the ones that became rebels or something. I, like, I, think, I, I love this idea. This would be a badass movie, man. And just call it X-Wing Academy or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, actually, I don't think it needs to be a movie. And I don't think any of these origin stories need to be a movie because, oh, you know, I, agree. Like, you know I, I don't want to go out to pay 13 bucks. Just like stream it online, man. Have Netflix pick it up. You know, like X-Wing Academy sounds like a great TV series. It sounds like Battlestar Galactica, but with Star Wars. Mm. You know, and Battlestar Galactica, that was great. Yeah. You know, it's like all you have is like dogfighting, interpersonal stuff, you know, ro- robots killing people every single week. Who will survive? Who is a machine? Who's not? Kind of a deal. Uh, but, you know, the one origin story I would love to see more of is Porkins. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He'd be a big role in this. I want to see the Porkins movie. I want to see, like, Porkins, <laughs> like, married to some supermodel down on Tatooine. And she's like, don't go, Porkins. And she's like, ah, I'm lost. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they have an unlimited meal plan. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, but that's the part of the thing that, you know, some of these guys become friends with Porkins in the Academy because he's kind of fat and he can't do the physical attribute tests or aptitude tests. And, you know. Wedge and Biggs help him along, and the other two guys that eventually split, they're like, you know, come on, man, you know, you gotta leave that, you gotta leave your fallen guy behind. He can't cut it in this outfit, kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's where the split starts to happen. They split over Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree though. I mean, like origin stories, none of these really need to be a movie. No, but, who cares? But they could totally just give them to some of like, the best up and coming directors. And uh, let them turn it into the series that we're now getting ready to watch in two weeks. Mortal Kombat Legacy! Yeah, dude. Mortal Kombat Legacy. God damn, it's going to be good. Season two. Holy shit. I assume by now people have watched the preview, right? Yeah, I got to catch up on season one, really. 
Well, you don't even really have to. Every every episode of season one just introduces you to a character. Okay, so then episode season two, they're all just gonna fight. Yes, season two is supposed to actually uh, involve the tournament this time. Oh, good. So, so season, season one, you found out what how they became who they are. In season two, they're actually gonna do the tournament and kill each other. Awesome. Good. Because so. that's all that's all we needed. I, I suppose it kind of follows that um, the Hollywood formula of like, all right, guys, origin story first, but. Really, it was like they didn't really know like if there was going to be a tomorrow for this web series, and they had to. I, I suppose they they had to keep it low budget. But I mean, they showed you right there. That's how you do an origin story. Mm-hmm. Those videos were like eight minutes long, and that covered the origin, everything you need to know about. So right. you're right. With these, you could just have a web series called Star Wars Origins. Every episode is about a different guy, and then season two you can kind of start tying them in together. Or like I said, this X-wing Academy idea and stuff like that. I mean. I don't want to sound like I'm ripping this off because there was a series of books called X-Wing Academy. I just thought it sounded like a nice title to give this movie. And they, you know. Oh, well, yes. well come on. Like, it's I'm like, not totally creating this idea out of my ass. Whatever. Uh, there's, there's so many Star Wars books, Star Wars video games, and like sci-fi uh, things with like the same kind of ideas. that Everything's a remix, yeah, so whatever. Exactly. I'm, so I'm, I'm saying I'm not totally creating this on my own like I'm super genius. I'm just taking something saying this is how it would look in movie form. But, uh, yeah, they should totally turn Star Wars Origins to a web series. Hell, give it to the Mortal Kombat guy because he's awesome. And I can't wait for this. Season 2 comes out in uh, next week, I think, on, online. So Well, he's he's doing the film, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he got to do the second season, and I think that they then got to greenlight him to do a movie. So Yeah, that's I think like that's the ultimate, man. He went from making, like, Glee, the motion picture, to doing Mortal Kombat. Mm. Awesome. Huge transition. Just like the guy who did G.I. Joe 2, the movie, had a pre- previously just done, like, Step Up 2, the dance movie. <laughs> and so. That's it, man. Give the man a chance. And yes. That's, and, and, and that's all you get in Hollywood, man. You get, like, one opportunity, and then if you flop, it's like, goodbye forever. So, uh, earlier today, I emailed you a picture. Yeah, what the hell's up with this thing? It's like, are you are you currently looking at the picture? Because I'm looking at it too, and I'll I'm, describe it for our, our listeners here. I'm, I'm looking at. There's a lot of old people in this picture. Okay, so no, no, there's not a lot of old people. There's a couple old people in the front. Basically, what we're looking at a picture, and it shows a crowd, an audience, in some kind of arena watching an event, and it's up close. It's the front row, and it, it, the picture goes back probably like ten rows. You see some old people in front. You see a dad, this kid. You see some people with hats. Just by looking at the people wearing the hats, this picture is from the 80s. Well, just just looking at the mustaches, you can tell it's from the 80s. Yeah, So and the clothes and everything. So this is an 80s picture of a crowd. Now, I will tell you, I got this from a wrestling website. Okay. In an article that I was reading, and this is a picture of people at a wrestling event in somewhere in the mid to late 80s. Okay. Okay, now... Right up in the front of the right in front, the main guy in the picture is an old dude wearing a white striped polo shirt. Mm. Yes. Yes. At first, I thought it was Bill Murray, and then I was like, "Wait, he's too old to right. be Bill Murray." Okay. Now, look at the older woman to his right in the pink shirt. Right. That is our grandmother. Which one? That's Nana. That's Nana. All right. Uh, our mom's mother. <laughs> Was born and raised in England. That's not her. And and then she met her husband, who was born and raised in Poland. They came over on a boat, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know had us eventually and stuff. And although most people call their grandmother's grandma, she always insists that we call her Nana. So from now on, Nana means our grandmother. Okay. I swear to God, that is our Nana <laughs> right there in the picture, to the right, in the front row at a wrestling event. 
I don't know about that. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Let's that's let, fucking let's... Nana right there. And for the record, for everyone listening at home, our Nana was the biggest wrestling fan of all time. We would go over to her house and she would watch wrestling with us, talk wrestling. There was wrestling posters up, and she she was so into it. She was like, "That bloody Jake the Snake Roberts rip his bloody head off." That. <laughs> Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody, 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 bloody. Do you want a cookie? I mean, she loved wrestling, and she would always fill us in. We used to go over there on Thanksgiving and watch uh, WWF Survivor Series pay-per-view for free on their scrambled cable box. <laughs> I mean, she- all right, all right. I, I, I am also excited about this picture, Eric. I'm also, like, and there, there is a dude behind the old people who's kind of like, obscuring his face by like pointing up at the wrestler and like i'm going to kill you but i i struggle with the authenticity of this so i'm with with your permission i would like to add somebody to our to our call who can verify this once and for all okay but all i right. swear to god that's our nana There's oh my only... god you're calling our mom i'm calling our mother oh my god this is <laughs> i gotta clean up my mouth right now <laughs> This is let's, gonna be so bad. Let's see. Let's see if she actually uh, comes in. No, there was a lot of wrestling events in in New York back in the day. In fact, most of them <laughs> were held in like Madison Square Gardens, and there were some traveling shows. Right, but she lived in like Lackawanna near like yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, she, she lived in Buffalo, but there was wrestling events there too. I swear to God, that is our Nana in the front row of a wrestling event, which would be the awesomest. That would. I'm that's... telling you, that's her. I just, I just think we need to talk about this. I mean. I always knew she was a wrestling fan, but the fact that she is in the front row of this wrestling, can you imagine if it was WrestleMania? That would be crazy. Can you imagine if our Nana went to WrestleMania? I mean, I could see her doing that. I'm just Doesn't it doesn't look like the spitting image of our grandmother? Sort of. <laughs> now, doesn't that officially make her the coolest grandmother of all time? Who else listening to this show has a grandmother who went to the front row of a wrestling event, possibly WrestleMania? See, I, that, that's just the thing is like, I don't know if it's our Nana or not because she's not like in the ring killing someone. Yeah, but look at her. That's exactly <laughs> what our Nana looked like. I know. That, that is our Nana right there in the front row. She was a huge wrestling fan. I just think she started going to the shows without us even knowing it. I swear, our Nana was actually the fabulous Moolah. She does kind of look like the fabulous Moolah. And like she's she's got like this killer <laughs> look on her face too, but like I I swear our Nana would be like Baring her teeth and kind of like drooling a little bit, like foaming at the mouth, like. Argh. There was a year period where the Fabulous Moolah had to wrestle as a mask, a wrestler called the Spider. That could have been our Nana. It probably was. I was just telling you that is the spitting image of our Nana in the late '80s. She was on the front row of a wrestling event. We have officially have the coolest grandmother of all time. All right, so maniacs, if you also have a cool let's say older relative i want to hear your awesome relative stories this yeah, is i mean this is the woman who would like buy us contraband like garbage bail kid cards and gum gum was forbidden in our house and she would like buy it for us on the side and our mother would get really really angry it was so great because like you know my our mom would always say wrestling is fake and our and our nana would be like don't believe it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not true wrestling is real and of course, back then, I mean, people used to gig themselves with razor blades and actually cut themselves and be bleeding all over the place. You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of what they did, you know, physically you ha- is real, but obviously the results are rigged, but still. Um, and back then, a lot of them would work like shoot matches and stuff, but actually really would beat the shit out of each other and go off script. Oh, yeah. And, and you can still see that today in, um, in independent leagues or Japanese wrestling occasionally where they just do not give a crap. 
and it's I like, just, well, it's time to pay your dues. I just think it's the coolest thing that our Nana is in the front row of a wrestling event. Can you imagine if a wrestler got too close? I bet she'd grab Hulk Hogan by the back of his hair, <laughs> whip him down, and like chest slap him. No way, she'd give him the back rake. She had like oh, these, the these like razor blade thumbnails that she would like tickle your back and then like gouge you in the butt with him. Like, God. Yeah. She used to have this big wooden paddle called Big Bertha and it had an evil face carved onto it and she'd smack you on the ass with it if you were bad. Maybe <laughs> she'd bring Big Bertha to the wrestling event. I mean, she's fucking. She, Hit Andre the Giant in the ass with it. She wants she wants crocheted uh, Mr. T for us to teach us how to wrestle people. Oh yeah, Mr. T- I wish we still had that Mr. T guy. I swear he's around somewhere because it's like, where else do you find a crocheted Mr. T that's like three feet tall? She even put like fake gold jewelry around his neck. <laughs> yeah. It was the greatest. I mean, I haven't thought about that guy in years. So I just thought, I just wanted to share it to you that our grandmother was fucking cool. And right. she went and sat in front row of wrestling events. Sadly, sadly, I'm, I've been unable to add our our mother to this to this call. It's just not happening. So we'll have to get independent verification and post it on our Facebook page. Okay, I just think that it is. It's probably a, a good thing that our mom did not jump on this podcast. So <laughs> she, she just scolded me in front of all the jump maniacs for the next ten minutes. <laughs> so. Eric, hello. Oh my god! I'm on the internet, I heard the words you said. <laughs> Where did you get that language from? <laughs> That's right. I got it from not you, Mom. Clearly yeah. not you. You made us yeah. all cover our eyes during Temple of Doom. And we still can't watch sex stuff on TV. Yeah. Well, I don't mean the, the, the heart-eating parts. I mean the kissing parts. You'd be like, I cover your eyes! Kissing doesn't <laughs> exist! I know. Even now, even now that we have married and we have kids and stuff, so obviously we know the sex. <laughs> yeah. She's still just like... Works. All right. She's like, oh... Maybe Mr. Stork will come visit you uh, some night, and then and then you'll have a, just a baby, and the, that's just how it works. Yeah. Says the mother of four. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what did you want to talk about that Nickelodeon thing briefly, or? Yes. Oh my God. So I uh, I was randomly randomly invited to a Nickelodeon press event, and isn't that something that like. We really, you know, like every once in a while, Eric will be like, Subway, give me a call. I will whore myself out for you, please. Yes. I've never really reached out to them. So randomly you get this email that's saying like, hey, would you like to come to MTV Studios and check out our toys for the for our winter lineup? Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, I'm there in a heartbeat. So, uh, here, let, I'm just going to pull up the email so I don't, <laughs> so I don't mess up any of my facts. Mm-hmm. No, but so it was a great time. Uh we went to uh, MTV Studios in the old TRL Studios. Nice. I thought I would never uh, get in, and there we were, just like um, in the old studios, looking down on Times Square. Well, they shoot Nikki and Sarah live there now. Yeah, I figured. I mean, it, it's like the whole ceiling is just lights. Well, by the way, shout out to Nikki and Sarah live. That is a hilarious show. Tuesday nights at eleven. Oh, I didn't even know that show. Oh, there's two women. One used to write for Jimmy Fallon, and one is a stand-up comedian. And that's it, like the funniest late-night show. Oh, awesome. They're hilarious. Oh, good for them. Yeah. So, so uh, what happens at these kind of press events is it's it's the Nickelodeon 2013 holiday gift extravaganza, where they show off uh-huh. all their new winter toys, a lot of which uh, are out now or they're really pushing for the winter. Mm. So, uh, so some of the guys that, you know... Like, uh, they brought us around. They had this whole like exhibition of like all the toys set up in their own special areas. You know, like toys upon toys upon toys. And some of the, and what was great was I was basically the same age as the guy touring us around, talking about the toys using his, all his industry lingo. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it was like, oh my god. And we were talking about like classic Turtles toys and how it used to be, how it's so much better now. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the really standouts were, all right, every single Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy that's out right now is incredible. Yeah. It's it, it's just like, it's so far different than the old toys. Like, we had like maybe four points, five points of articulation on the old Ninja Turtles toys. That's like uh, like shoulders, hips, and neck mm-hmm. could probably turn. And there's so much more you can do with these new toys. And uh, they're, they look exactly like they do from the show. Oh, that's cool. And that's not news. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm impressed. We're 2013, and, uh, you know, we're not back to the moon yet, but our toys are so much cooler. Yes. What were some of the coolest-looking ones? Um, well, they were showing off. They have this uh, this kind of retro series uh, where they they bring back old characters, old toys, um, mm-hmm. uh, playmates, um, and they've been doing this with, like, uh, Masters of the Universe, and I believe even Thundercats for a long time. Oh yeah, so, GI Joe updated all their classic ones that I used to own. So they brought back uh, Rocksteady and Bebop. Nice. And I posted a picture on the on our Facebook wall. It's just insane. Like this is the toy that you wanted when you're growing up, like mm-hmm. 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, not only is it kind of like way cooler than the original. Tons of articulation looks like exactly like the original um cartoon does but they come with the original uh, weapons oh interesting yeah like bebop had like this uh this really strange combination of like this machine gun and like a drill gun yep so it was maybe like he was shooting drills at people yeah maybe like an up close melee drill not sure that's back and rocksteady has like this machine gun slash sniper thing where uh there's like a like a little rest that pops open I've never seen him like snipe anybody, but, yeah. but there you go. And uh, the playset was insane. They have like this four foot tall Ninja Turtles playset. I think it goes for like a hundred bucks on like Amazon or Toys R Us, and it was just crazy, man. So, so it's the lair, the sewer lair. It's the sewer lair, and there's just like, there's like an elevator, so many doors, like traps. I mean, back in the day, you kind of had to construct your own. Right. You know, like like our dad made us like a castle for all of our um, He-Man figures, and uh, yeah. the nails for which like got scattered into the shag carpeting, and like a few people like years later stepped on them. Yeah, like Leah and myself. That's right. There's <laughs> blood everywhere, and you're like Leah, yeah. Leah, you're bleeding. You're bleeding a lot. Yeah, but I knew it when I stepped on a nail. Castle Grayskull, <laughs> fuck you, Snake Mountain for life. Snake Mountain. The old Snake Mountain was pretty great. But this is, I mean, it just puts it to shame. Snake, the old Snake Mountain, which is pretty awesome, there was, like, one trap. There was, like, a voice changer, one of those old microphones that you just, like, speak into, and the coil distorts your voice a little bit. Yeah. And I think the snake opened and closed its mouth, maybe. Maybe. This is, like, a four-foot tower with, like, mm. you could stack all your Ninja Turtles toys on it, and you would still, like, have room. That's it, pretty cool. It was just incredible, and I was just really impressed. I will admit, back in the the one thing in the early '90s that they they nailed was the Technodrome was pretty cool. Yeah. And Krang with his robot body, and you could put the actual Krang inside of him. Those two were pretty cool toys. I mean, I did I did get Krang's robot body, the the classic. I think it was like a twelve or sixteen inch toy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for Christmas, and it was pretty cool that you could pick up turtles in his hands and kind of stomp around. But the same thing, it was like he only had four points of articulation. Couldn't yeah. really, couldn't really do anything besides just like stomp around. Like imagine a kid just like holding a giant doll and just like smashing it into other things. That's basically all you could do. Mm. It was cool that they made it. I mean, it was great. It was like when when you discover that they made like a unicron toy like seriously and he yeah. actually does the transformation so did you get any swag from this event or it was yeah i got a sandwich <laughs> oh nice well i mean like so how did this how did this end did they hand out some stuff like yo if you want to blog about this and you know use these hashtags or like i mean i'm still i'm still like i'm just too busy to do like a full review of anything they asked me afterwards mm-hmm. like hey if you want to review you know talk to us but um but what I was really excited for was they had, like... So, there, there's people just hanging around, waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for press people to come in so they could talk to them. And there's, cool. like, this whole gaggle of dudes in suits uh, and ladies dressed to the nines hanging out around this, um, like, three video game consoles. <laughs> They're like, release the nerds <laughs> into I know. the play chamber. <laughs> I come over and I'm just like, oh, great. You're a gamer. I'm a gamer. Let's talk games as we play this game. And but I was just so disappointed, man. It was it was really a travesty. So they had two Ninja Turtles games and one SpongeBob Spare SquarePants game. And what uh-huh. you do at these events is you go up, you talk to the person who's going to tell you everything about the game. You pick up mm-hmm. a controller, and then mysteriously these dudes with suits come in because they're all four player games, and yeah. they play the game with you. Oh, that's cool. So while you're talking to the person, like these people are like, all right, this is how it should be, how it should be played, a four-person game. Right. Uh, but uh, so there was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the cartoon, the game. Nice. And then there was the Turtles uh, Out of the Shadows, which is out right now. Okay. And uh, as I was playing the Ninja Turtles, the cartoon, the game, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, this is like every single Turtles beat em up that's ever been. Oh, right? perfect. I love those. Yeah. But it's like, all right, ho-hum, I've seen this all before. Do all the turtles play the same? Yes, basically. It, it, the, um, the hitboxes were extremely accurate, and you can um, hold down the button to throw, like, Foot Clan guys around. Mm. But it was basically like, all right, left to right, beat them up, no variety. Chad, that's all I want in a Turtles game. <laughs> that's all I want in life. I only want to go from left to right and beat people up. Every day of my life. Well, then, how is this? How are you giving this a lame review, man? Well, then this, this is the game. Great. This is the game for you. Well, all I all I want is an updated version of the original arcade game. It did. It the uh, the movement did feel a little slow to me. Like it was it was like the turtles were walking through water, a little mm-hmm. a little bit. But otherwise, if if you want like if that's all you need is just like a beat 'em up, an updated beat 'em up with references from this cartoon show, then that's the game for you, dude. Yes, I can't wait. See, Nickelodeon, you got to fucking email me next time, man. <laughs> I, you would have to kick me out of that place. I would have played that game till it was till we beat it. So, together. so and then so, we'd gone out for milkshakes afterwards. <laughs> so, so while I was playing this game, talking to her about it, uh, I started hearing the Turtles rap song from the '90s movie. Oh, like, are we talking T U R T L E power? Yes, exactly. And I was like, Heroes four in this day and age, who could ask for more? But crime waves high and muggings mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source to this lethal and evil force. I saw crime give me a quarter so I can call that AIDS reporter April O'Neil. Yes, and so on and so on. Yes, and so I start. I start like bobbing my head like, oh, this is my jam. Oh, is this the original? song and she's like even better it's a remix so we're like oh damn so uh we go over and she's like all right the last one was for kids clearly this one is for like all the nerds who grew up with the turtles Ooh. yeah i know 
<laughs> so so Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. It's it's basically the same exact style of game. It's okay. left to right, beat them up. Um, but she's like, it's not based on any single turtles mythology. But okay. there's so many freaking references. Your nostalgia uh, boner will just be like sprained awesome. uh, the entire uh-huh. time. Like the first level was basically the first level for the turtle the turtles arcade game. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like uh, it's at a certain point we're like going from left to right, beating up Foot Clan members, and then. Um, and then we start moving down the screen next to a building. There's like a pizza box there. And then we go right again. And people, uh, Foot Clan guys are coming out of garages. And I was like, this is exactly the first level. It felt that like. Awesome. Well, the first level was a burning building. Uh, excuse me. Second level. There we go. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, but they they actually got the guys who, who made the rap song to do a remix. Awesome. They, they brought him in. They talked to him about it, and there's this remix. And that, and and that was my favorite part of the whole experience. I was just like, I could just sit here and like watch the menu screen and listen to the song remixed. Ah, uh, so what's that game called? It's called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows, and it's out. It's out right now. I'm giving it five stars <laughs> just based on your review. And and it actually, I was I I dug it a little bit more than the other one because. Um, uh, the first one is more for kids. It's like you have an attack button and a jump button, and that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, and all you do is like the same attack animation over and over and over again, and and you can throw dudes by holding on this button. Uh, and this one, it was the same exact thing, except that you had an Arkham Asylum style uh, of countering, Ooh, which was you had okay. a counter button, which at any time uh, you were about to get whacked, you could hit the counter button and do an impressive like counter move. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, so it's like a classic beat-em-up brawler, but mixed with Arkham Asylum 2. Ah, I'm so excited about this. All right, Chad, this is your mission now. Yes. Okay. Now, clearly, we know that the new Mario Kart does not come out until February. <laughs> that leaves the four of us, me, you, our other brother and sister, mm-hmm. severely lacking a four-player game at this year's Christmas. This is true. So, please, impart the knowledge you just learned to our fam- to our parents, a.k.a. Santos. Mm-hmm. To make sure we get this game, because this would be the greatest game for us to play at Christmas time. I will. I will say that um, I think the the real downside was the graphics to this game. They went for the the turtles all have like these really weird faces. Like uh-huh. there's kind of like goopy alieny faces, which is okay. like all right, whatever. You went for something different and new. Trying trying to get us ready for the Michael Bay movie. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But. Um, but everything was kind of dark, kind of gritty, maybe too gritty. It was kind of just hard to discern, like, the characters from the backgrounds. Whereas, like, you know, the original Ninja Turtles game, all right, clearly that's the background and the turtles are green. But in this one, it's like the turtles are kind of darkly shaded. And the stage we played in was kind of dark, too. So everything's, like, dark. And the um, and you can't tell, like, which turtle is which because the, uh, the headbands, uh, you know, the different colored headbands don't really stand out as much because they're darkened, too. So it's kind of like this dark pit, and the uh, and there were definitely like jaggy edges on all the uh, the playable characters, and I was like, "What's up with that, man?" I played it on like an Xbox 360, but it was like mm. jaggy edges, edges like it's pixelated. So anyway, that that was, that was my only complaint. But like, it had like a amazing nostalgia feel, and like the addition of the counter button is pretty awesome. Well, I do admit I'm not a fan of games that are too dark, but. I'm hoping that we'll be able to adjust the tint on the game. Like a lot of games these days, you can adjust the tint before you start playing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Transformers, uh, War for Cybertron did, and Resident Evil 6 did, right. or maybe just your television set. So hopefully we'll be just brighten it up. All right, so you need to decide 
which game to tell the parents, a.k.a. Santa, to buy for us. Either that one or the classic uh, well, Turtles game. Well, well, hang on, dude. Hang on. There was one more game. Don't care. What? Don't care. <laughs> one of those Ninja Turtle games, Chad. Oh tell God. the parents. Decide which one. I'm, I'm assuming this game comes out for all systems. It's Yeah, it's, it's on everything right now. Okay. It's, it's a downloadable title. All right. Tell the parents to get a, a Santa to get us this for Christmas. <laughs> we don't have a new Mario Kart game for Christmas. We need to play four-player turtle games. And if we got five or six people that want to play, when you're playing a character and you die, you give up your controller and we'll just keep it going. Word. All right. Make this happen, Chad. <laughs> all of Christmas is riding on this. All right, I will write a letter right now. Dear Santa. No, <laughs> get on the phone. Dear Mom. Santa, uh, I really have a hard-on for nostalgia-related games, and no. this one is... send an email to Mom and Dad with links to the actual games right on there. Yeah. Don't leave anything for chance. <laughs> and then maybe PS Young Justice comes out in October. <laughs> Word. Oh, is that game actually coming out? I don't know. It was supposed to come out in September. It got postponed, but I think it got just postponed to like October or November. Man, nobody is going to buy that game because nobody's been caring about that franchise for a long time. I want it. Maybe. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be one of those games that goes rare in like 10 years. Maybe. But then again, like nothing is collectible anymore, so who gives a crap? I want it. I want to play it. No, I definitely want to play it with you, but I got dibs on Aqualad. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's fine. Kid Flash. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, well, that's cool. All right, let me make sure this happens. All right, you got it. Uh, I only have one Thunder Dump. It's a very brief one. All right, dump it. All right, but so you know how, like, that Beware the Batman series came out? Right. Have, mornings. have you been watching it? I have been, just because it's Batman. You have to watch it. And my initial review was I gave it a solid D. Because <laughs> I didn't like the, I just hated the computer graphic look to it, mm -hmm. animation look to it. And uh, Batman was stupid. And uh, the first uh, couple episodes of Villains were dumb. Like, it's like a pig and a frog guy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was just looking so bad. But <clears throat> it has gotten much better. Unlike most other Batman cartoons, it actually does have a, a story arc. Oh. And he constantly comes into contact with the League of Assassins. And there's been a ton of episodes where Batman has fought ninjas. Cool. Batman versus ninjas is cool. Okay. So I will upgrade my initial rating to a B minus. Whoa, that much, huh? That's from a, big a D. Yeah, I mean storyline's still not that great, and I still hate the animation. But Batman has been fighting ninjas, <laughs> and the storyline is is carried over from episodes. I mean, aside from the ninjas, the bad guys have been just terrible. So wait, so wait, so 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 terrible bad guys, bad animation, bad storyline, and it's a B minus. Well, I'm trying to be nice. I mean, that's that's like that's like first year teacher nice, dude. That's like, please, guys, give me a favorable review to the board so I can keep my job nice. I guess I could make it a C plus. That's better. Downgrade but, I mean, he, it. He's been fighting ninjas, and Batman's never really fought ninjas before. He fought one ninja in two different episodes in the original animated series, which was one of the best episodes when the touch of death was involved. Oh, exactly, and that was like, and it was more, and like. He barely fought the ninja. It was more just about, like, the story. Yeah, and then in Batman Beyond, he fought Kurai, the assassin. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. But, I mean, this, these ninjas are, are here all the time in this one. So I have liked the ninja story angle. Okay. It was pretty bad up until then. So, so as long as the ninjas stay in, Batman versus ninjas is pretty fucking cool. So is he fighting, like, the Foot Clan? I mean, what's the deal? No, they're called, like, the League of Assassins, I think. 
Okay, so they needed a league in order to assassinate people. Well, it's you. I just don't think they. You know, I mean, are there's they, a league. Of, there's a league of shadows. Are they are they good at assassinating people, or or well, are they like bad. zero for zero? Not bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're led by Silver Monkey. Silver Monkey. He wears a silver monkey mask. Is this like Mega Man X now? Oh, it's not bad. I'm it's telling you. Yeah, all right, maybe it's a C plus. I mean, I always, I in the Saturday mornings now. I told you I watched Spectacular Spider Man, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z Kai, where Gohan is now fighting Cell. Nice, pretty, pretty damn good. And then I watched Batman. Okay. So maybe I'm riding high in the other two, and I'm giving it more of a favorable review. But I will upgrade it from a D to a C plus. All right, that's fair. Batman versus Ninjas. It's not bad. You know, I I watched. Uh... <laughs> Now that now that uh, Justice League Unlimited for me is now officially over, I watched the last episodes of it. I uh, I've just been clicking on like whatever's new, like where what got posted online now. So I watched the first episode of the new Digimon series, Digimon Fusion. Okay. And uh, it was pretty good. You know, Digimon as a whole is way better than Pokemon uh, in mm. terms of the cartoon. Pokemon the cartoon, it's silly. It's for three year olds. It's like nothing ever happens. Ash right. always making these terrible decisions, and Team Rocket always gets thwarted easily. Right. Digimon, people die. Oh, it's okay. crazy. It's like there's, I mean, the, there's this parallel universe called the digital world where there's like mm-hmm. all the kinds of monsters, and some people, uh, or no, it's uh, in the previous series, like everybody has like a digital, like alter ego like some kind of monster over there waiting for them to come to the digital world so they can be pals Mm. and also like take on monsters and fight people Mm. and so this is exactly the same it's like nothing's new which is great they didn't break the formula kids accidentally get warped into the digital world and he's like wow a t-rex who like uh, kicks butt is my best friend awesome so it kind of sounds like monster rancher because monster rancher was like pokemon but with death it's exactly well, it's exactly like that. It's like they just updated the formula. It's more of like uh, there's some serious overtones, but it's still for kids, mm-hmm. you know. But like actually, actually, I was watching this YouTube compilation of deaths in Digimon, and uh-huh. even though the um, you know, like they uh, they definitely kind of censored how they did it. It's like clearly people are dying. Okay, that's cool. Like now, some- did did you do your homework though? Last week when you said you were going to finish watching Justice League, I, I gave did. you a homework assignment. That's right. You asked me, "All right, how many pe- how many villains do you think died in the two-parter?" Right. And I didn't actually count, but oh my god, so many died. Wouldn't you say like half of all of the DC villains got killed? At least half, and like major ones too. So Lex Luthor goes into space on his uh on <laughs> in the old Justice in the old the League of Doom bubble ship that yeah. he's converted into a spaceship. And then there's a mutiny, and then only like people who are loyal to him, some of them and him, live. And yeah, everybody else is like, you're in space, man, and Darkseid just blew you up. End of story. Yeah, Darkseid combined with Brainiac. Right. Yeah, yeah. he blows up the League of, uh, League of Dooms. <laughs> God, I'm having a brain fart right now. Yeah, the... Legion. Legion wow, I'm saying League of Shadows from the Ninja thing, sorry. The Legion of Doom. He blows up their ship, and only Sinestro is able to save people with his power ring, and he only saves, like, seven of them. Right, everybody else, space. Outer space and explosion. Yeah, dead. So a lot of DC villains all fucking by the farm at the end there. Yep, and then and then they get back to Earth and save the Earth, and the Justice League, instead of saying, like, wow, thank you so much for helping us save the Earth, uh, uh, they're like, well... Now you're going to all get locked up. Yeah, and, and then does, does a Batman give him like a five-minute head start? Yeah, and Atomic Skull is like, what the crap, guys? We just saved the planet. Now you're going to throw us in jail? And Superman's like, yep. Yep. 
Those yep. were dicks. Yep, exactly. I was like, oh my god, Justice League are dicks. But they just saved the planet and killed Darkseid, so nobody can stand up to them. Yeah, and like, but like I said, it's it's amazing. Go back there, and you just like in the blink of an eye, they don't really make a mention to it. It happens between episode one and two. Mm-hmm. But all those DC villains are dead. Well, there's so many times during the fight where the mutiny is happening that you're like, oh my god, Bizarro just bought it. Oh my god, Captain Cold. Like everybody's like getting like furiously beaten. <sighs> Mm-hmm. It beaded. Yeah. But, um, but all right, so here's my question for you. Yeah. Do you think, and then Maniacs, you could chime in on this too, do you think Darkseid and Lex Luthor died together in the end? Because Lex Luthor comes back and he's, like, wearing his, like, su- wearing his suit from, like, the Superman cartoon. And he's like, ha sorry, guys, I had to go get my power suit. Ha, la, 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 la. And he's, like, he's acting very strange. He's acting, like, enlightened or, like, he's gotten past, like, good and evil and he's just, like... I know everything, and and here's here's the answer to tomorrow. And suddenly, him and Dar- Darkseid are whisked away with this thing called the Anti-Life Equation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's after he had like gone through this crazy transformation, like he got thrown, and I don't know some kind well, of crazy universe thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's technically at the end, Lex Luthor is like the smartest man in the universe, and he's basically like he either sacrifices himself to take out Darkseid and save everyone, or he mm-hmm. just like neutralizes Darkseid. Re- correcting his mistake for for unleashing him, yeah, and uh, and kind of saves the day. But is he is he gone? Where did he go? I don't know. All I know is like uh, Darkseid basically was like a bug into a a bug zapper. He's like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, you're dead. Yeah. Oh, he's always searching for something called the anti life equation. It's like, what do you think's gonna happen when you find it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's just like. Like the Sandman, one of those dudes who's like, uh, life is too hard. It's hard being a god on Apocalypse. I'm just searching for a really drawn out way to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I am, I'm looking for, uh, I might be getting into this new cartoon. It's new for me. It's on season two, but I have never actually watched any really of the, um, the whole Avatar series. Oh yeah. Me neither. But Legend of Korra looks awesome. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> season 2, Season two, Legend of Korra just started up. And so I'm flicking the channel last night, and I see it, and I'm like, holy shit, what is this? The animation is amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for good animation. So I'm looking, and it's like, this looks really good. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's the, it's the fucking Avatar stuff. And it's like, it's Legend of Korra. And then I, you know, I look, and it's like Season 2 or whatever. So I think I might have to go back and watch Season 1 of this Legend of Korra stuff. And then get into it. <laughs> yeah, this Legend of Korra thing, uh, whatever the the Korra thing. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not gonna watch the original Avatar series. No, nah, me but, neither. Uh, it's like it's it's four seasons. It's like it's crazy, but it's been recognized by fans all over the world, and it's crazy popular. Well, I'm gonna watch this Legend of Korra thing, and if it's good, maybe I'll go back to that. <laughs> but uh, so any Jump Maniacs out there, if you if you are familiar with the series, if you watched it. Uh, Get on our Facebook page and tell tell me you know is it really good or you know you um, what did you what were your impressions or is it gonna suck and it's just really well drawn. <laughs> uh, tell me what you think and should I get into it? I really liked um, our buddy Dexter Morrow gave us uh, a recommendation to start buying Batman Beyond comic books because mm. they just re- relaunched it and I actually did on his recommendation. I bought the first two and uh, they were pretty uh, pretty entertaining. Cool. They um. They finally brought back Dick Grayson. Wait, they brought back, brought back? Well, Dick Grayson was never in the Batman Beyond series. Right. You just never really heard about him. But in this one, he is actually Terry McGinnis' new handler. 
So like, you know, when he's getting like, you know, Bruce Wayne was always talking to him over the phone, telling yeah. him, you know, his mission op guy. Now, I'm, Bruce Wayne's still alive, but now um, Dick Grayson is now like his, his handler, his mission guy. I dig that. You know, it's like some something different because we all yeah. know, like, we've seen Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis together, like, from the beginning to the end of their arc. So start up yeah. something new. And this series is supposed to be, uh, like, um, they're supposed to go back to, like, his, um, you know, old Superman is having major meltdown issues with the new um, Super Friends and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's oh, supposed good. to be cool. So anyways, I checked that out. Yeah, so I might have to read some more of that. And um, like I said, I'll, I'll give this Legend of Korra thing a try. <laughs> All right, I'm with you. All right, let's watch the Legend of Korra together. How's that? Se- season one. Season one. All right, so by next week, watch, like, a couple episodes. And I've seen, uh, I mean... I didn't get into as much the original Avatar, but I watched some episodes. So like, I I know what the original is about, and I know where this this uh, this. I have no idea where the new one's going, but I'm like, all right, I understand the backstory. All I saw was the shitty movie. Oh, you so, watched that? Oh yeah, no, that was that was a family choice. Jared, our brother, made us go with our family and see it once, and it was pretty terrible. But at least I have an understanding of what it, it's all about. So. I mean, I did not watch the movie, but but let let somebody who didn't really watch the series that much tell you in like two sentences what the original series is about. Yeah. It's about oh. so so there's all these people who could bend different elements, but nobody can bend the air because all the air people are gone. They've been gone for a thousand years, and then suddenly they they found one frozen in time with this crazy magical air riding buffalo. Mm. And he's destined to control all four elements, which nobody can do. And then he does, and he whoops all sorts of ass on the fire people who are being dicks. The end. Okay. Well, just from what I saw in ten minutes of this season of two, the season two Legend of Korra, she was doing uh, not just the water. I think she was doing like some fire, well, maybe some wind. So I think she must have been promoted to Avatar or something. Yes. Yeah, that, well, that's that's the next thing. Is like there's only an Avatar who can do all four things. Like every. Every so and such amount of years, and so mm-hmm. they predicted that the next one would be a would be a water bender. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'm always looking for stuff to watch my lunch break, so <clears throat> I'll check that shit out. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, listening, folks <laughs> and maniacs. You can check us out every week on uh, JumpmanPodcast.com. We're also on RetroWareTV.com and Elder Hyphen Geek. Dot com and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And we're on Stitcher Radio, the best app of all time. Word. And uh, okay. please drop us drop us a line on our Facebook wall. We love all you guys that uh, are constantly feeding the beast and, yeah. uh, and and throwing links our way so we don't have to seek out content on our own. And just remember, our grandma is way cooler than your grandma. It's true. Our our grandma could would knife your grandma in a fight. Yeah, she in a plays, dark alley. She plays dirty. And then make bread pudding for us. That's right. <laughs> and and curse in English. Yeah. Old English. All, All right. right. Peace. All right, goodbye. Jump man, engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall.